0: Five, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald.
1: And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson.
0: And Merry Christmas, Father.
1: Merry Christmas to you dr. Bergwell
0: we are recording this uh, a bit before Christmas but uh, we know that it's 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 airing on the radio and uh, online after Christmas so um, we can we can say we are now officially in the official liturgical Christmas season um, yeah. So, so, Father, any, any any big plans for the Christmas time for you? I mean, we're, I'm going to talk about this as if it's in the future, even though people you're hearing it, I know the uh, Christmas has already happened. What did you do, Father, for Christmas?
1: Uh, celebrated Masses with my parish, my home, uh, and then uh, went down to visit my mom for a little bit, and then we're uh, relaxing and some preparing for. Uh, after the new year, I will head out uh, on a uh, trip with some of my students uh, to a conference. But uh, so uh, a little bit of mass work, but for a college new and center chaplain, it's a little lighter, which is not a problem at all. Not
0: a problem at all. Uh, so we, we we've we've talked before, I think a few episodes ago about Advent, um, and, and now we're we're. Again, um, officially in the Christmas season, which will last um, through the the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. I can't remember when it falls this year in January. I think it's around the around the 14th or so, give or take, somewhere in there. Um, so we got a. a, a A couple of two three maybe weeks of uh, two and a half weeks of of the christmas season um and and unfortunately you know a lot of the and we we talked about this a few episodes ago father you know a lot of the the things that that you know we do in general culture in terms of decorating homes and and lights in the houses lights on trees the christmas tree and so on a lot of that you know people many people have already started taking those things down you know the day after christmas um days after christmas and so on um which is which is a bit unfortunate as we've talked about before because we're celebrating the christmas season but there's still that, that thing there that that when you and i were talking about what 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 to talk about in this episode, um, you raised the topic of beauty and, it, and it, this is such a, a, a beautiful time, you know, particularly I love, I, I, have got, I got friends, many friends who live in, in the South and and who grew up in the South and I, for the life of me, cannot imagine Christmas without snow, Father.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I remember we had some Christmases where it would be warmer and, you know, walking over to a friend's house on, uh, the 26th, wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and it just didn't feel right.
0: Exactly, and I—I I spent one of one of the years when I was staying in Rome, um, the Christmas 1999, the beginning of the Great Jubilee. Uh, my wife and I stayed in Rome, um, and and. You know, there was no snow. I mean, there's obviously a lot going on, and you're in Rome, so that sort of makes up for it. But still, the natural beauty. And I know that obviously people in other parts of the world experience natural beauty at Christmas time in other ways. But for me, just that there's that nostalgia. But then also the the beauty that we do again with the lights and so on. Uh, this is, um, you know, one of the songs, the most wonderful time of the year. It's also in that way, in terms of what we do to prepare for Christmas, um, what many of us continue to do during the Christmas season, and then naturally, all the different ways. It is a it is a beautiful time of the year, don't you think?
1: I, it is, uh, you know, not just the snow, but the beautiful smell of uh, of a Christmas tree um, the the pleasing glow of of candle flame uh, and things like an advent wreath and then maybe just some decorative candles after Christmas, um, the delight of uh, manger scenes, um, the sheer delight of uh, the joy of little children uh, yeah it's just a very pleasing time
0: it is and and you you had proposed. Um or you pointed out some ways that, you know, if if we look, um, if we think, I should if we think about that a little bit more, the, the these let these these natural, um, I don't know manifestations of beauty point to something deeper, particularly when when we're looking at what we're celebrating with the Christmas season. Um, that that what we're celebrating, as we know, is, is the birth of, of Jesus Christ, God made man. And so the beauty of the incarnation, the beauty of the fact that, that God uh, took on human nature, human flesh, and became one of us. And that's, you know, maybe a little bit less obvious, but, but when we reflect on that, when we pray on that, when we, when we think on that, uh, there's a lot there. You, you, you want to maybe start to unpack that a little bit?
1: Well, yeah, in maybe just a, a quick small way uh, to unpack would just be, you know, think about those Christmas hymns you just heard at Christmas Mass. Um, the rich Christmas hymns, and, and they come from such a rich, uh, f- from the beauty of that event of the incarnation, of the birth of the Christ, uh, coming in that small uh, and gentle uh, and, and hidden way. Uh, but the it, it inspires such unpacking, uh or, and, and pi, it inspires such such beauty from it and it uh it makes me think a bit uh, Dr Bergwald back to um Pope Francis's new document Evangelii Gaudium uh on uh, on the joy of the gospel the joy of evangelizing spreading the gospel he talks uh, in there uh, about many things it's a long document but he talks about uh uh, that for teaching, for catechesis, teaching the faith, forming people in the faith, we would do well to attend to the way of beauty. And he, he put, qu- puts quotation marks around the way of beauty, that he's quoting a specific idea there, citing a specific idea, um, and even throwing in the Latin, since it is the official language of the Church, Uh so I guess it's not thrown in the translators kept it in. <laughs> That's right. Is that a better phrase. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the way of beauty the via pocritudinis. Very good. And I, and I really- yeah,
0: very well. Good job, father. Uh, all right, I'm taking a nap after that. You can you can keep going. <laughs> no, okay, fine. I'll go. Father will join it Read, read it shortly. Uh, <laughs> but I Father, I do love that section. I mean, I'm, and I'm going to let you 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 refer to it more. But um, what I want to do mention mention before you you unpack this whole idea of the way of beauty. The context he says is what is catechesis, what is formation, and it, it, talking specifically about how we have to remember um, the, the the heart of the gospel again this title is on the joy of the gospel the heart of the gospel the fact that you know the, the 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 heart of the gospel the good news of jesus christ you know the um i don't remember which mass it is on christmas eve father it's if it's the early mass or the midnight mass but the first reading is from is from the um the the, the very beginning of matthew's gospel uh the geniality of jesus from, uh, that. That's the not, mass in the night. Not the very first reading. The, the gospel reading from the first, okay, um, is from is the from the very beginning of Matthew's gospel. It's got that long genealogy. The, the genealogy,
1: Jesus, son of uh, Abraham, the son of David.
0: Yes, uh, it goes on from there. Matt, Mark's gospel though begins with the gospel of. But it, so the good news of Jesus Christ, or it just starts with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Francis, just a, a little bit before the reference to the way of beauty, talks about the, the, the gospel, the, the good news. Jesus Christ loves you, He gave His life to save you, and now He's living at your side every day to enlighten, to strengthen, and free you. Um, and, and he talks about how that, that, that message, the core message of the gospel, is the first proclamation, not in the sense that it comes, not only that it comes first, but it's got to remain foundational throughout, and so then that's got to underline everything that we do in in formation in catechesis, and that leads up to his discussion then of the way of beauty so what else does he say about that that really struck you
1: well uh, uh he talks about how beauty can be that path of um, uh, uh, snaring hearts if you will or or uh, snaring minds um. He quotes St. Augustine that we only love that which is beautiful. Uh, we only love that which is beautiful, um, which is an a interesting idea that uh, the beauty is always lovable. And even when we love the wrong things, it's because we think that they're beautiful or they appear beautiful to us.
0: Yeah, they appeal to we us. we love
1: something in the wrong way, it's because it appears to be beautiful.
0: Yep, Yeah, it appeals to us. We're drawn to it.
1: Right. And so that the, the idea that beauty in some way pierces you, the beauty, in some way, pierces into your existence, into your reality, and draws you out of yourself um, uh, by that. And um, uh, so, so it says, every expression of true beauty can thus be acknowledged as a path leading to an encounter with the Lord Jesus. Every expression of true beauty can thus be acknowledged as a path leading to an encounter with the Lord Jesus. So again, this idea of kind of piercing your reality. And so, and how that kind of fits in with the context of, you know, what you were saying before there, of the primacy of the proclamation um, uh, that that God took on human flesh in Jesus Christ, He died to save you from your sins, He rose again, and now lives with you in the in the walking out of your own life. Um, we we can become deadened to that in the in this world. Um, and, uh, and, and the struggles and the difficulties we face, we can become dead into that. Our eyes, uh, darkened, if you will, they're scaled over like Tobit. Um, oh, yeah. And after his eyes were fouled by the birds. Uh, or thinking of, uh, the blind man of the gospel who, the first time he's healed by Jesus, you know, he sees, but sees vaguely. You know, people look like trees. Um, and so, uh, so there's a need in some way to be, to be woken up, to be pierced, and beauty can affect that.
0: Yeah, and there's the, he talks, you know, Pope Francis um, earlier, just before you referenced that line about uh, true beauty um, being a path leading to encounter with Jesus, he also talks about how um, when, we, when we proclaim Jesus, when we have faith in Christ, when we believe in God, um, it, it's, it's not only about what's true. What's right or good, but it's also about something beautiful, and so that the, the, he's he's referring there to the the fact that what we believe as as Catholics, our, our our Catholic Christian faith is true, it's good, but it's also beautiful, and we have to point to that. And Father, I think that's really you know this is this is familiar to 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 probably a number who maybe f- who are who are aware of of some of the maybe the, the, the theologians those who have read some of the theologians particularly of the late 20th century one of the great theologians of the 20th century who is esteemed by both John Paul II and Benedict XVI was a swiss theologian named Hans Urs von Balthasar and and one of his major he, he wrote a ton uh, but one of his major themes and one of his major works it was a seven volume series on beauty on the glory of the Lord uh, what is, is the title of the seven volume work where he unpacks um, in all sorts of ways in art and in, in thought in 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 uh, throughout Christian history and even before that among um, among uh, uh, the, the Greek philosophers and others the whole idea of the importance of beauty, but the, the, his starting point or one of his starting points is that we need to appeal to beauty. And that's long, that's long made sense to me, father, because relativization or relativism, I guess, relativism and its impact on our society, we're skeptical of truth claims. We're skeptical, skeptical about claims, you know, for absolute moral morality. And while we might say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, we are still struck father by, by, um, When we encounter something, when we see something, hear something that that is truly beautiful, we have a common experience of being struck by that. So whether it be the beautiful sunset, uh, we are commonly struck by that, showing that there's a universality to the power of beauty. And I think it's, in a sense, strategic for us to appeal to beauty, to uh, this is... Some people would would be very upset with me saying this, but to use beauty to proclaim the faith. But there's a reality there. and I just think Father, a couple of years ago with the the um, the, restora- the completion of the restoration of our cathedral and, and that being one of the the emphases of our bishop Paul yeah. Swain, the the importance of the 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 beauty of the cathedral as as a sign pointing people to God.
1: well I, I love that you brought up. Uh, the cathedral in that way, and as, as a way um, of uh, expressing and, uh, and manifesting the truth and the goodness of God, um, I was, uh, 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 a few weeks ago, I was flying and uh, into Sioux Falls back from visiting a priest friend, and uh, I was next to this gal on the, on the plane, and kind of visiting with her, of course, I'm, you know, identify myself as a priest, dressed as a priest, and, um So as we um, as we uh, flew in, uh, we came out of the clouds. I said, "Well, I hope we can see the cathedral." There was low cloud cover, and I said, "Because you can see the cathedral, it's beautiful—just these beautiful twin spires on top of a hill." And sure enough, the plane went, and our window was on the right side, and we could see the cathedral. And uh, the gal was kind of like, "Oh, that's that's pretty. uh, That looks great." I'm like, "Yeah," and I said, "You know," and he said, "You got some time in town?" Yeah, I said, "You really need to go visit. It's it's really beautiful." And Uh, And she was really interested in that. So I I didn't get a chance to really know her uh, that much or know her faith. I was also talking with uh, another priest friend who was sitting beside me on the other side. But just being able to point that out in a plane like that, and then to say, just go look.
0: Yep, just go look go and see, <laughs> to, t- to twist the gospel for come and see, go and see. And, and, and that was the idea for, you know, for um, not just Bishop Swain, I mean, it was originally built. Why, why you know, Father, sometimes people, oh, you know, that, that money could be spent on the poor. But but there's <laughs> there's a whole series of things you can say in response to that. We talked about that a couple years ago when the, the cathedral uh, reopened. But just the fact that it is a sign that points us to God, and, and when we can stand just the exterior itself, let alone the, the restored interior of the cathedral, um, some we are uh, we are in awe, and our minds naturally rise to contemplation of things that are even beyond this this grand structure.
1: Right. Now, one thing that he does talk about here then, is you talk about our, our minds naturally rise.
0: So, Francis, they, you're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, back to, sorry, back to Pope Francis, uh, in, uh, uh Evangelii Gaudium, uh, in his apostolic exhortation on the joy of the gospel, is that where we talk about how our minds rise and naturally rise, but they don't, uh, uh, fool, they don't rise in a foolproof manner that uh, when, when our minds uh, rise towards beauty, it does take some intellectual exercise. And so in this discussion of the via pocretu... Could you say that word for me?
0: <laughs> the via pocretu
1: Exactly. The via pocretu Um, He talks about there must be a formation in the via pocretu The way of beauty. Let's just stick with English. So a formation in the way of beauty ought to be a part of our effort to pass on the faith. Um uh, and and this whole idea that that we maybe have to kind of cultivate, understand what it means, because just as you see something beautiful, it doesn't mean you're always going to arrive to the yeah. truth, to the reality behind the beauty, does it?
0: Absolutely. I completely agree I mean and just and I'll give you a really quick uh, a, a simple a simple example of that and a very simple example of that and I know that I think you probably can go deeper than this some of the symbolism father for me in the cathedral the, the pelican the, the, the pelican is an ancient Christian symbol not going to get into the symbolism but I didn't know what it is so you, you I can look around the cathedral and be really struck by it but 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 if I'm not formed in the way of beauty, I'll, right. even though I'm struck by the beauty of it, th- the deeper significance of things uh, is, is, is missing to me.
1: Right, and the whole... Uh, um Reference there to the pelican, uh, dear listeners, is that it's a eucharistic symbol and Christian art of uh, the story and the myth that a pelican, uh, in times of starvation or difficulty, would pierce her own flesh and allow her uh, uh, her babies uh, to eat of her own flesh in that way, and that, that would be a sign. That was a sign of the Eucharist in that regards of our Lord feeding us with His own flesh.
0: So that's a symbol that I had, you know, in in the multiple years of of graduate education in theology. I'd never heard that before. I mean, I knew there were pelicans in Christian art, but I just never knew the symbolism. And
1: even even not just in education, in the specific aspects of the art. So like uh, the pineapples that are present in uh, the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Sioux Falls and what they mean. But also uh, that you sometimes have to move and do some some intellectual movement. And so I I was thinking, Dr. Bergwald, of the example of just because you see a beautiful person doesn't mean you know the person behind the beauty. Right. Just because you see the beauty of an infant doesn't know you know the reality of being a father or mother to that infant. Right.
0: So So having to go beyond what we experience, the phenomenon, to the reality behind the experience, to the to the, the, the thing, whatever it is, um, whether that be a physical thing, whether that be a person, whether that be a human person, whether that be God, that we have to not just stay at that level of awe before the experience of, 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 of the, the, the phenomenon of beauty, but we have to go even deeper um, and encounter the thing that is beautiful itself.
1: Right, that, uh, that the beauty is, is glorious, and, and beauty is there for its own sake, but it's also part of something else. I don't I don't want people to think in any way that uh, we're saying uh, beauty is just kind of uh, there for a utility or or just there for a purpose. And if it's not serving a purpose, it's it's not really really good in any sense. Um, but uh, so beauty is there for its own sake, right?
0: Right. But we also need to go to the thing itself. You're saying
1: right, and to take to 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 uh, take to be a good steward of this reality of creation. You know, God God created the world in such a way that beauty is a part of reality.
0: Right. Oh, yep. Yep. Okay, Father, what does this have to do with Christmas?
1: Well, again, back to our, our early discussion that Christmas is, uh, you know, one of the most beautiful times of the year. Uh, right? Not yes. just a wonderful time of the year. Okay. But it's a beautiful time of the year, we know, as as we talked about with uh, all the different sensory delights, whether it's the the delight of children laughing, whether it's the delight of uh, the smell of pine, whether it's the delight of the warm glow of candles, whether it's uh, the delight of that stillness of walking out after a midnight mass uh, and maybe have some snow gently falling. Um, it's a beautiful time of year and it's it's so wonderful how then we can use that beauty we can uh we can take advantage of that gift of beauty and for one our own deepening of our own relationship uh with Jesus Christ and also of the invitation and inviting of others to that
0: so I'm, I'm thinking, once again, of that line that you referenced a couple times from Francis. Every expression of t- true beauty can thus be acknowledged as a path leading to an encounter with the Lord Jesus. So when we see something beautiful, particularly at this time of the year, um, w- w- we're drawn naturally to to contemplate, to think of, uh, again, this whole idea of moving beyond the the, 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 the the first level to the thing itself, or even beyond the thing that's beautiful, the snow falling, the music, whatever— our, our minds will often rise to the beauty of God himself, uh, who he who is beauty uh, in, in the fullest sense. And so uh, so recognizing that for our own sake, but then as you were also saying, pointing that out to others, you know, when we see these lights and so on, it's not just why do we do this? What's the reason for the season? That's part of it. But there's also the deeper thing of, you know, allow yourself to be struck by it. And, 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 you know, don't just sort of, Take in the beauty at the superficial level. Allow yourself to be struck and just rest in it for a bit. And in do so doing, you will, as Francis says, um, be led to an encounter with the Son of God, whose birth we're celebrating.
1: Right, right. And in that since uh, there's a, there's another church document uh, on beauty, on the, on the way of beauty, and, uh, that, that Pope Francis is referencing here, uh, where uh, it talks about beauty. Uh, being a, uh, a royal way. Right? Beauty is a royal way leading to God in that sense, um, uh, and, uh, uh, and to cultivate that. And, and the Church has always been in the business of cultivating beauty as that way. Right.
0: Church long been a patron of the arts.
1: Right, and so you think about that, that there's actually, the Church has taken the lesson of the Incarnation, the Church has taken the lesson of Bethlehem to heart, uh, uh, and, and of, the, of the quiet, subtle beauty of Bethlehem uh, to heart, and, and the way that she's lived out her life uh, in the 2,000 years since. So, Father, what if somebody
0: said to this though? All right, so you referenced Pope Francis, but he's also said how we need to be attentive to the needs of the poor, um, and and frankly, the poor don't have time for beauty. They're 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 trying to to feed themselves and their loved ones, to clothe themselves, to find shelter for themselves and their loved ones. What? this 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 discourse on beauty isn't it a little bit esoteric and frankly removed from the everyday experience of many people particularly the suffering that Francis wants us to be attentive to
1: H as in hog W as in wash hogwash. <laughs> why uh, well, first of all, he actually talks uh, earlier on in that document about the beauty in the simple lies uh, and of the simple joys that uh, and, and the appreciation of beautiful things that uh, his own encounters and life with the poor people has, has ennobled him with. And so, um, even for those, that, that, that especially in those who maybe do not have uh there's actually a greater desire and appreciation of things that are beautiful things that pierce the heart okay all right um and so i think that that'd be the first response in that way uh you know and also uh, you know you, you don't see pope francis selling off the patrimony of the arts in the vatican no and he clearly understands that uh the church keeps him as a steward for all peoples You know, not just to be had in the house of someone who can afford it, not keeping the pieta there, but the pieta is there for, uh, for all the low, lowly and the huddled to come and to touch, uh, and, and to encounter the beauty of Michelangelo's vision of, uh, that tender scene of, of the Pieta.
0: Because, and also because those moments of, of an encounter with the beauty, particularly a deep encounter with beauty is, is a moment of, of where we, where we are able to rise out of or above the mess and the muck that sometimes we find ourselves in, or for many people, we always find ourselves in, you know, those who are struggling in embarrassed ways in their lives. And so those, 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 and it's not a matter of escape. It's a matter of encountering what's, What's truly real? What's behind the mess, or what's what's beyond? And they the mess. pulled
1: pull aside and to see reality as it really is. Yeah, you know, and uh, and in some ways, I think the poor can do that even better. You think about maybe uh, the shepherds uh, as they left uh, the stable, you know, and and how the world was probably transformed, and how uh, their own hearts probably just delighted in the simple but yet mean existence of a shepherd, uh, the simply a difficult existence that they live, but yet uh, how in encountering and being pierced by the beauty of God's humility, uh, that, they would have, uh, uh, that their hearts would have been transformed to, to love living in that reality. Absolutely. So, so beauty doesn't just give you that one-time encounter, real beauty, but beauty also then transforms the way you look at the rest of the world. Yeah, it's, it,
0: yeah, exactly. It has an ongoing impact, particularly a beauty when we're... Um Particularly, the beauty when we, when we when we encounter God that stays with us, that has an impact uh, with us beyond that that initial experience.
1: And Pope Francis, in that paragraph we've been looking at from Evangelii Gaudium, and, and I neglect we haven't said before, paragraph one sixty seven, but he talks about how uh, we must be bold enough to discover uh, new signs and new symbols, new flesh to embody and communicate the Word. And different forms of beauty. Uh, but the whole idea of communicating the word, that beauty communicates a word, just like uh, lips communicate words. And word remains even when the sound dies. And the word communicated by beauty remains even when the image is gone.
0: Amen. Well, that, that wraps up this episode. Father, why don't you give us a blessing?
1: Almighty God bless you all uh, with a Christmas joy. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.